From WDBM East Lansing, this is The Undercurrent, a weekly radio show that brings you audio narratives produced by students at Michigan State University. Parking is pretty bad on campus. There needs to be more spaces for students, especially students that live off campus, and they need to not be so hard on tickets because that's really bad. And especially for college students, we can't afford tickets, and they don't need to put holds on our account if we have past due tickets. It could be better, but, you know, we make do with what we have. It's brutal. I work here, and uh, some, many times you can't find a place to park, and you have to walk a long ways just to get to work. You have to pay. I've never had a place where I've worked that I've had to pay in order to park <laughs> to get to work. So It's terrible, I think. I think it's gotten better. I remember when I was a freshman, I used to get tickets all the time. It was actually a pretty sizable monthly expense back then. you know. I mean, I pay the meters, but sometimes class runs later. You have to talk to your teacher, so then you like get one at the end. I think it would be nice if there was more parking, that way like more people could drive to class. I mean, I would want to say get more parking spots, but I know it's not very realistic. I think like the way forward is just, well one, like they need to fix how they enforce tickets obviously, but two, there needs to be more parking on campus. Because it's like you want to do fun stuff on campus, but if you can't get there, or if you fear you're being going to be ticketed when you do get there, you're just not likely to go, you know? They give out tickets like candy, I guess. <laughs> I have. I've gotten many parking tickets. Probably like 10. I've never had one. I just pay for parking. Oh, like easily, like, I'm going to say 15. I mean, I think about all the money I've spent that could have gone to anything else. Good morning, and welcome to The Undercurrent. Today, as you might have guessed, we're talking about parking, and we're calling it Park It. When I was getting ready to come to college, my high school teachers told me that I would be having these highbrow conversations about politics and religion and ethics. And I have had those conversations, but what I didn't expect was to have extensive and heated conversations about parking. Like most people around Michigan State's campus, I've spent more than I would like to admit paying for parking and paying parking tickets. So without further ado, the first story comes from Taylor Halterman, who set out to explain parking policies and in doing so, talk to the MSU PD. Here's that story. Parking is a highly debated topic at Michigan State University. Some students pay per day or per year, some make a calculated decision whether or not they want to pay that day, and some just don't pay at all. After all, parking at MSU can add up. Student permits range from $98 at Lot 89 to over $300 at Lot 65. Employee permits cost upwards of $50 per month, Pay-by-plate parking is $1 per half hour, and if your meter runs out before you return, it'll cost you a $10 fine, or more if you wait to pay it off. I would know. When I got into my car this morning, the first thing I saw were the remnants of a parking ticket that I had pulled off last night after it was frozen to my windshield. Receiving a parking ticket when a class runs over or being unable to find a space when you're running late to class can make the parking situation on campus frustrating. I've often found myself wondering, where does all the money from tickets go? So I went over to the MSU Police Department to meet with the administrative captain, Doug Monette, to find out. The parking violation fines are used towards safety-related issues or projects on campus. In the past, 
They have been used to pay for updating certain intersections. Years ago, we removed uh, the traffic circles and put in four-way stop at intersections to cut down on the accident rates that had occurred. Violation fines also pay for the green light phones on campus, and the violation fines have been used to add speed bumps to the farm lane area, as well as install audible crosswalks for our visibly impaired students. A large portion of the parking violation fines also pay for the police officers on campus. Some of the updates this fund has been used for in the past have included trying to improve the parking system. We have added onto lot 92 and 97, We've redesigned Lot 63 and built Ramp 7, which has added over 2,000 parking spaces over the last five years. According to Manette, the MSU parking system does not receive tuition funds. It is entirely self-supported. The parking system is operated like any other business, which costs associated with running a system and generates revenue to sustain those costs. Expenses are connected to the parking system include snow plowing, trash service, and asphalt maintenance, uh, such as crack sealing and and even line painting. In addition, the parking system pays for a significant portion of the contracted services with CATA to provide bus service on campus. Costs included are also updates to parking infrastructure and repair jobs like the ones mentioned earlier. The parking department is currently budgeting for an update to Ramp 2, the oldest ramp on campus, which money collected from parking violations will help to fund. The most common violations on campus are expired meters and parking in reserved areas without the proper pass, Monette said. And when those violations aren't paid, they can add up. Well, after seven days, a $10 late fee will be added to unpaid parking violations. After 10 days, an administrative fee of $5 is added to the unpaid parking violations. If a parking violation is still outstanding after 45 days, then it's transferred to delinquent receivables for collections where a $15 collection fee is added and students are placed on an academic hold for getting transcripts and things like that. If a parking violation does not get paid while here at MSU, then it'll be transferred to 54B District Court, and the court may add fees. Speaking of, I guess I should go pay that parking ticket sitting on my passenger seat. For Impact Student Radio, I'm Taylor Halterman. Again, that was reporter Taylor Halterman. And next, I set out to find if I can skirt the rules. And if so, how? The other day, I picked my friend Lexus up from her apartment complex. Oh. Hello. I do. I just thought about something. Mm-hmm. You know we could have just recorded in my apartment? <laughs> we could have, but I had an idea. Okay, sorry. Okay. My idea was to go for a drive and ask her about her old job. Because for about two months last year, she drove around East Campus as a parking enforcer. And those are the people you don't want to see if you make it a habit of parking in restricted areas or skipping the pay-by-plate kiosk or letting your time expire at the meters. But if you're going to run into a parking enforcer, Lexus might be the one you want to see. But I was a pretty reasonable parking enforcer. Um, If I were to go around, and I work mostly in East Neighborhood, if I see that someone's time is getting ready to be up at one of the pay-by-plates, and I'd be like, I'm not going to immediately give you a ticket right when your time goes out. You need time to get back to your car. So if I'd come around and 10 minutes later that car's still there, then I'd give them a ticket. I was pretty reasonable. I have been on the other side of that, and I understand that someone may be running to their car at that point, and you can't even physically see them, and you're writing them a ticket. There's been multiple instances where 
I've actually paid for parking and my time ended when my class ended and I'm walking to my car and I got a ticket right as I was walking to my car. Ugh, and it sucks. So aggravating. It definitely sucks. So I hate getting parking tickets. And I know that's the least groundbreaking thing anyone has ever said. But I wanted to know if there was a way that I can avoid them. For example, I've always wondered if backing into a parking spot so it's harder to see my license plate number would help save me, you know, so that the parking enforcers can't type it in as easily to their little doodad that tells them if I'm over time or haven't paid or whatever. And it turns out that the answer is no. They can still check my VIM number, which is in the corner of your windshield. Um, but it turns out that other people are even more creative than me. You wouldn't believe how many people have tried to put old tickets on their car, making it seem like that they have gotten a ticket, but we're the only person that's been in that area. We know if you've received the ticket or not. So that's, we don't even have to look at the ticket to know if it's fake. So I ran a couple more ideas by Lexus, and at the end of the day, I learned that there's no real strategy to help you avoid getting parking tickets. It's kind of a crapshoot, and the answer really just seems to be read the signs they will they hold your fate and whether you're going to get a ticket or not to be truthfully honest the signs are going to tell you where you can and cannot park for free but there are a couple other things that lexus told me that i didn't know about for example the one thing that bothered me that i wish i would have known um that parking enforcers don't really tell the public is that there are certain areas that you can actually park and turn your hazards on and give you 20 minutes to park there. Because a lot of students would, that lived on campus would try and bring all their groceries in and there's no space for them to put their car in order to load their stuff in. And so they would get tickets because they don't know that information. So there's a little bit more to this. Like, it only applies in certain areas, mostly outside of residence halls and loading zones. And it doesn't apply if you park at a meter or in a painted parking spot because then you're just parked and that's a violation. Um, the other thing to know is that you're allowed to appeal parking tickets if you think you were given one unfairly. So for example, if you get a ticket while you're walking to the kiosk to pay, or if the signage isn't really all that clear about the rules of the zone that you're going to park in, and there are a couple ways to kick off that process. There are two ways to appeal a ticket. You can actually either go into the parking uh, um, the parking office yourself and physically do it in front of the woman who runs the, the whole department for parking or you can do it actually no there's three ways um, you can do it online which you'd write a description you're able to post pictures or, or whatnot um, and you'd send it in say the amount of the ticket and everything and then they'll let you know if it was approved or denied or you can call and the last thing that I learned from Lexus was don't be too grumpy with the parking enforcers. They're all just human doing their jobs. And honestly, that's probably what's going to help you out the most. It wasn't too hot or anything. Weather's nice. You'll see a lot more tickets out. But if it's freezing cold and there's snow everywhere covering all the cars and stuff, it's honestly, you'll barely see any tickets. Because there are a lot of enforcers, and I was actually one of them, that would rarely want to get out of the car because of how cold it was. Sometimes they can be pretty lazy, too. For Impact Student News, I'm Sophie Sagan. And that's it for this week. Thank you so much to our station manager, Joe Dandron, our programming director, Amber Konetsky, and our general manager, Jeremy Whiting. And, of course, thank you, as always, to our listeners. 
Stay warm out there and happy hunting for a free parking spot. Let me know if you find one. We'll be here next week, and you've been listening to The Undercurrent on WDBM East Lansing. From WDBM East Lansing, you've been listening to The Undercurrent.